And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil, and now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So I just read from Genesis chapter 3 verses 22 and 23. Okay, this is very interesting. Why is this interesting to me is that verse 22 says that God said, Man has eaten the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and for him not to put his hand on the tree of life. Therefore, God sent him out of the Garden of Eden. Does this not tell you or raise a question in your mind just as it's, as it's raised in my mind? The question in my mind is that, so God hid the tree of life or God did not tell. I wouldn't use the word hid. God did not tell Adam and Eve about the tree of life, even though the tree of life had such a very um, valuable benefit to, to them. But God did not tell them about the tree of life. You know, in the early verse of um, this same chapter, verse 2, And the woman said unto the serpents, we may eat of the fruits of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So look at this one now. Honestly, I'm wild. So God did tell them about the tree they must not touch. And he said they can touch every other tree including the tree of life, which they did not know. They were not private to this information that there was a tree that could actually make them live forever. God did not reveal that part. Interesting. Look at the question in my mind now. I don't know what's going on in your own mind, but right now in my own mind, I am wowed. So if you remember in... The last episode, I talked about God writing a play for us as human humans. And it's interesting that what I'm talking about today is actually a play that is not written. It's not scripted. Now, the old story about Garden of Eden, God gave them a particular instruction but the tree of life was not part of the instruction and this tells me that the tree of life has significance uh, as it is in that garden is a big player of is a big part of the old play of the event and the life that is happening in the garden however it was not scripted for the inhabitants of the garden 
to, 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 you know, to, to learn about. While pondering on this passage, you know, it occurred to me that Adam and Eve would probably have gotten to the tree of life one day as big as the garden was if they had not disobeyed God. They would eventually have stumbled on this tree of life and would have lived forever. Now, for, for actors and performers, when a part is not scripted, they just stumble on it and they just act it out. They call it an improv. It's like they are improvising the part of the script that is not given to them and they just, you know, it happens and they just talk about it. This is the way I see the tree of life. This is the way I'm viewing it right now. The tree of life is like an improv. Adam and Eve would have stumbled on it one day while they are doing their walk in the garden or while they are taking, you know, a walk in the beautiful and serene garden of Eden. They would have plucked this fruit from the tree of life and that could have led to man living it eternally. Look at what we missed. Oh my gosh. What? As painful as it is that man lost this opportunity, you know, because God gave a verdict and he sent them out of the Garden of Eden. That was harsh. That, 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 was, that was sorrowful. That was painful. But we have a lesson to learn here. We have a lesson to learn. And what's the moral of this story for me? Number one is we don't always know what the reward of obedience would be. That is the first thing I learned here. If Adam and Eve had obeyed, things would have happened differently. So, you know, it's very easy to blame Adam and Eve. But believe me, I'm not blaming them. Because I'm sure every one of us is as guilty. How many times have we done things that we know that God is not leading us to do? And yet we still did it anyway. So I'm sure we are not better off. But can you imagine the reward? What the reward would have been? So we don't always know. The moral of the story, number one, is for us to know that God does not always reveal the whole benefits, the whole package. He wants us to obey. So you can be, you know, you can be so sure that no matter what you have seen, no matter what he has revealed to you, no matter the glory he has shown you about your future, about the instructions he has given you, there is still more to what he has shown you. Even the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has prepared for those that love him. Okay? <laughs> so, this is a great lesson for you and I to learn that there is always more to whatever God has shown us. And we can only get to receive them all if only we obey. And I'm still talking about right here on earth. I'm not talking about when we get to heaven. Right here on earth, whatever purpose we are given to do or to pursue, whatever the benefits that 
we can imagine there is always more to it just if we can do exactly as God has spoken. Number two, morale or lesson from this story is that there is good and evil in becoming sexually aware. Remember the story of Adam and Eve. Eve. Of course, after eating the forbidden fruits, they became sexually aware. They knew they were naked. And you know what that meant? Because right after that chapter, they had intercourse. The next chapter, they had it. So there is good and evil in it. And this tells me that the evil in it is that, you know, they became naked and they were ashamed. They became vulnerable and they were afraid. So vulnerability, fear, nakedness and shame were the negative consequences of being sexually aware. But on the other hand, it was pleasurable to have sex with each other. And of course, that gave birth to reproduction, procreation. Okay, so th those are the positive sides of it. So now let's look at it in our own sexuality as humans. What happens when we become sexually aware? So when people become aware of their sexuality and start engaging in sexual activities, especially at the wrong time, it is usually accompanied by these negative effects, which is shame and vulnerability and fear as well. It is wise to say that God hid this knowledge from Adam and Eve so they could enjoy the good parts of their sexuality and they would have never had to deal with the evil parts, which is the shame that, 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 they, that they experienced having seen that they were naked. I believe that at the right time, God would have, you know, utilized those organs, made them understand what they had in between their legs if they had not disobeyed God. Because remember that in the previous chapter, God had already blessed them. God had said that they were going to replenish the earth. They, were, they should be fruitful. They should be multiplied. Okay, the blessing was already pronounced on them. So if they had waited, they would have gotten to that stage. So the disobedience truncated this blessing so you know that's my very number one lesson in this uh, story that disobedience just you know rips us off of the blessings that we would have enjoyed if we had been patient their eyes being opened according to the scripture is synonymous with losing their virginity when people lose their virginity you know at the wrong time you know what happens it becomes hard to even control themselves the caution is taken away you know and um, they are not able they have they become um they become vulnerable you know to more sexual intercourse that are probably not even wanted because they have actually tasted it and then it becomes difficult to abstain from further sex. So, um, I would say also that when people lose their virginity, 
they become vulnerable to more undue sexual activity, they become ashamed of themselves, and they lose their peace with God. Just as Adam and Eve did, their conscience is no longer right. They partake of the curses that are similar to Adam and Eve's, which includes pain, sorrow, hardship, loneliness, unfulfilled dreams, emptiness, worthlessness, cravings, guilt, low self-esteem, and so on. As much as I would like to emphasize this for young people, you know, that abstinence is good for unmarried people, you know, which is what I teach to young people every now and then. I would also mention, because this is another thing I learned from this story, that Adam and Eve being destined to be man and wife didn't mean they had sex the right way. God had put them in the garden. God had a plan for them. They were supposed to be man and wife. But they had sex at the wrong time. Earlier than God's plan for them. Their sex was done in sin. Because it wasn't God's appointed time for them. They were separated from God and they were exiled from his presence. You know, compare their own union with the union of virgin mary and joseph which were also engaged to be married but they have not had sex okay so for adults also for people in courtship or whatever it's not you know scriptural to have sex or it's not justifiable to have it before time as well until God's appointed time for them. So this honestly cuts across, you know, both age groups, whether you are a young person, whether you're a teenager or you are an adolescent or a youth or even matured are singles that are still in relationships as long as they have not been, you know, joined together. Yeah. So I want to believe you have heard this a million times. Well, it's just part of the story today and that's why I'm also, you know, using the opportunity to say it and we can always pray for God to help us so that our dreams will not be, you know, truncated, our purpose in life will not be cut short because of our disobedience or because of our impatience, you know, with the will of God for our lives. So this is a very... You know, sad story, even though as popular as the story of Adam and Eve is, as familiar it is, I have seen it in a new perspective, which I'm sharing today, you know, about um, the tree of life being an unscripted play, being what God did not mention to them about, and they losing that golden opportunity to have lived forever to have eaten that tree of life i want to bet that it probably tasted best in that garden you know and i just keep you know imagining what it would have been like if they had not yielded to the serpent and then they just keep checking out all the 
beautiful trees and the sumptuous fruits on them. And one day they would have just, you know, walked down to the tree of life and they would have tasted it. And then life would have been theirs forever. Okay. So this just really uh, says a lot to me. And um, just moving far away from the Garden of Eden and just making it practical and uh, applying it to our lives, you know, in different areas of life. The bottom line is that there is so much that we don't know about even the beautiful life that God has promised us. There is so much. So what is important is for us to strive to be obedient to his will or to whatever instruction that the spirit of God has given us for our personal life. Now, you know, I'm, I'm always a fan of being intentional about your Christianity. I don't just generalize my faith. You know, God gives personal instructions aside the general ones that you can that is already written in the bible god gives direct instructions to people for those that want to listen for those that are walking with god he gives them specific instructions which may not be applicable to someone else so if you will do that whatever god has given to you concerning your life concerning his purpose for you i'm sure that you cannot imagine just as Adam and Eve didn't imagine that there was a tree there it's his I repeat it's, it's an it is an unscripted you know part of the old film it's an unscripted part of the old play the tree of life was there it's so significant it's so huge it's so you know it's the best thing in that garden but God never mentioned it I can imagine so just the way it was not mentioned, that's the way I believe that there are so many beautiful things that God has in store for you and I that he has not mentioned to us. So let's not uh, jump ahead of the gun. Let's try to be patient. Let's strive to be obedient. Let's not yield. Let's not act out the script of the enemy that wants to, you know, Rip us off of this great privilege. Well, I pray that God will help us. And honestly, in my heart today, I really want to pray about this um, this discussion that God will really help us. So let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this very beautiful talk that we have had today lord i thank you for this inspiration father in the mighty name of jesus oh lord as we have learned today that there is so much that you have for us that we are not even aware of there is so much you have not told us about concerning the beautiful things that you are willing to give us or that you have put aside for us for those that will be your instructions father we ask for grace today oh lord that we would live by your rules we would live by your script and for the things that you have asked us to abstain from the lord you will give us grace we ask for grace oh lord that we'll stay away from everything that you want us to stay away from and lord that will be closer to you lord we come against every power that is trying to snatch us away from your purpose 
and from doing your will. Lord, we receive grace to overcome every temptation in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, walk with us, strengthen us, O Lord, to be better Christians and to be more Christ-like and to walk unto perfection. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.